Hello and welcome to another episode of the Solo Powered Podcast with me, Ariana Dunn. This is a podcast that celebrates doing things solo, whether that be solo travel, solo business, solo journey to parenthood, single by choice, solo pursuits of passion or solo adventures. Remember, this is not about living a lonely life. This is about living the most full life on your terms. Well, speaking of on your terms, we live in a a world now which um, is ever-changing. We live in a world that is affected by by the climate change, by environmental issues. Um, And often we think that we're not responsible for our own living environments. We feel like we're part of the wider community. But actually, there is a huge amount of power in things that we can do on our own, which is really what the topic of this podcast is all about. So I'm really excited to have my next guest, Pat Kane is a sustainability advocate and strategist. She is a speaker, a writer and founder of Reusey, which is one of Ireland's one-stop shops for sustainably made reusable goods and an educational hub for all things sustainable living. She is also doing a podcast. She's got a column with Tatler magazine. She's on the board of many organizations offering her insights, advice and ideas on how we can all be better when it comes to living sustainably. She's also an advocate of the campaign The Power of One, which she's going to talk to us about today, as well as talking to us about her journey towards solopreneurism and setting up her own business. So Pat, you're very welcome on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for having me, Ariana. I'm <laughs> delighted. So, you know, as I always say, when I have my first guests on, I always do that little bit of an introduction, but it's always really nice to kind of hear in your own words. We kind of chatted briefly before um, before we went live on the recording, um, but it'd be really good to kind of hear your journey before Reusey and talk to us about how all of that started. So you're from Rio in Brazil. Yeah, so, well, I'm from Rio. Rio. I was born and bred there. And when I was... At the tender age of 23, long time ago, <laughs> uh, I decided that, you know, I wanted to try something very different. I was offered the job in Jamaica, mm-hmm. of all places, mm-hmm. to work for an Irish company. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, we couldn't make this up. <laughs> and um, I went. I went thinking, you know what, I'm going to spend two years here. It, it was a two-year contract and uh, it's going to be amazing. And then I'm going to go back home and then life goes on. And did well, you go on your own? Sorry to interrupt yes, you. So, so totally talk to us about solo. that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so going solo, so leaving at 23, your country to go to somewhere completely different, mm. new culture, new people. Like, how was that? So I was always one to really enjoy the whole multicultural experience, right? Uh, from music to reading to just like in general, like lots of my friends in college were like doing exchange programs from America, from the UK. So, and I would always feel very drawn to those guys. Mm. No idea why. And I still don't know, but I just love the multitude of backgrounds and all that mishmash. I think that's amazing. Mm. It makes life so much richer. Mm. So when I was offered the, the opportunity, funnily enough, Google, wasn't this massive thing that it is now and I remember a cousin ah, you're of not mine, that old now Pat here here but you know what 20 years ago right and no, well it's not, true, not it's quite true, 20 because yeah. I'm not 43 for those asking I know good skincare and all but um I you know wasn't massive and I remember a cousin of mine saying you know Pat Pat look at Google Jamaica and I was like yeah whatever I like I don't yeah. care what, what is this thing anyways so I just went and I got there and as he said you know I'm coming from 
from a city. I lived obviously in the capital. I was born by the sea. Rio was beautiful, mm. you know, like all the parks, living with mom, and you know, like everything very easy for me. And suddenly, I'm in this tiny island with like maybe seven to nine restaurants available. Jeez. You know, I I knew absolutely nobody. Um, it's just completely different, you know, wow. like having to do everything, everything, everything. And but I loved. It. I love the experience of living by myself, of, you know, getting my little corner of the world together, a little apartment mm-hmm. and deciding, OK, it's Saturday. What am I supposed to do now? Mm. I can decide, you know, mm. there's no agenda. Mm. I I adore I am very content on my own, mm. you know, and that's not to say I'm like a loner or anything. No, but I just really enjoy, you know, time with myself. Brilliant. You know, so it was amazing love it love so it. Um, funnily enough after a year or so there in Kingston I met my my husband now, now husband of course he um he's a man from Monaghan wow and he landed on his feet because he mer- m- met this girl from Rio he's a surfer from a landlocked county wow hilarious wow uh, so when he came to visit Rio with me for the first time he's like oh my god this is it so I'd say that's when he knew you know <laughs> You know, when people like, when did you know I'd say that's when he knew? But um, we stayed together there. Well, like we got together in Jamaica. We moved then to Honduras in Central America. I met some incredible people there too. I had a fantastic experience for three years, more or less. And then we were moved to Panama. Once again, wow, what wow. a beautiful place. And just to say, so people are probably thinking like, what is a, is a girl from Rio moving to Jamaica to work for an Irish company, meeting a man from Monaghan? So you were working for Dennis O'Brien's G- Digicel. Yes, so Digicel, yes. for anyone who doesn't know, part of the whole Dennis O'Brien enterprise, which uh, basically, you know, became some sort of a media conglomerate really down in that part of the world, um, generating, it created websites, newspapers. It was doing the whole telecoms, telecoms, communications. Massive. Um, so yeah, a really big sort of part of the of of the world down there in terms of like creating that kind of connection okay. with people, right? And I got to I suppose perform different roles there. You know, I was working in marketing and then products and then commercial, and mm. then they threw at me like, "Oh, Pat, suddenly we need you to do whatever it is, launch an MVNO, which is kind of like a white label network for a local family in yes. Honduras." I'm like, "Oh my god!" So. But again, at 23, mm. being offered all these opportunities, mm. you know, it builds you and you create this mishmash of, I suppose, experiences mm. that is priceless. Mm. So after almost seven years out there, we decide and then we got married in the meantime. Wow. I need to say that. Yeah, <laughs> we got married and uh, we decided, look, we want to basically settle and just, you know, enough is enough of this traveling around mm. and all. And we were obviously between Rio and Dublin and I won. I wanted to come to Dublin because oh, I just love it here I, I love how it's not too big but not too small right. it's just perfect I find it sorry mm. maybe people won't agree but I find it perfect oh it's perfect. people always say but how about the weather I was like the weather forget about the weather <laughs> that's a silly thing so um and we've been here for the past almost 12 years wow. uh, these are home and this is it you know wow. I always joke if anything goes really really wrong then maybe there might be a planning change uh, changing plans but until then, and hopefully there won't be any changing, changing plans, I'm here. Wow. Yeah, this is home. Amazing. So, wow, what a, what a gorgeous like, backstory. So you, you arrive into Ireland then, and obviously, you know, coming from all of those places, Jamaica, Rio, Panama, I mean, like... Um, educate me a little bit on on kind of like what life is like there from a sustainability perspective. I mean, are they conscious or abroad, yeah. yeah, yeah? 
Well, it very much depends, you know, like say in Jamaica, I got together with a gang, they're all vegan, following the Rastafari, you know, like religion and all, and um, very conscious, you know, very respectful towards nature. So that was very interesting. But then again, you also have like mass markets, you know, like resorts and all of that where everything is wrapped in plastic. And so it's always like, it's, I say like every other society, you're going to have pockets of people doing really, really well. The masses, not quite there yet. And the same goes for the other two countries you know like real uh, brazil again they have unbelievable initiatives Mm. happening you know where they are turning like pineapple skin into leather you know making shoes and whatever and and that's not even you know the tip of the iceberg but then you have the masses obviously you know facing like like i suppose financial financial challenges Mm. and you know when you are not thriving Mm. how can you think of anything else but trying to feed your children dress yourself and you know you know basically existing surviving yeah so um, again i think you know a lot has changed yeah. and we are certainly a bit more educated but i still think you know the masses are not necessarily quite there yeah and so it probably wasn't even something that was maybe i'm being presumptuous here but maybe something that wasn't really hugely on your radar because i know then that you know your kind of passion for all of this really started when you had your first child mm. right so so talk yeah. to us about having your the official health. i suppose the official passion yeah You know, um, I was, I came from a family, I had a grandmother who was very much into nature and plants and she always grew vegetables. We had this incredible beach house growing up and, you know, she had a massive like patch, veggie patch. And I remember stealing cherry tomatoes from her all the time, Mm -hmm. straight from the plant, (laughs) you know, and she's like, who? I was like, oh, maybe, (laughs) I don't know, maybe a bird or, you know, and she knew obviously. And, you know, like we were all very connected in that sense. Um, And again, being born and raised by the sea helps you know when we I always say we didn't have a lawn but we did have the beach wow you know we had a bunch of sand mm. um so that helped but yeah officially I suppose you know when I found myself pregnant for the first time you know I have two boys two little boys you know in 2013 I remember turning to my husband and saying look you know there are better ways of doing this and uh, we started you know receiving all these lovely but really unwanted gifts mm. and that made me think you know like do I need a box for the first tooth do I need a box for the first hellock you know those like new bridge silver boxes yeah. and you're like oh I don't think I need this you know so it made me think about needs and wants and how we're going to bring this child into the world you know not to be the best possible human because mm-hmm. like you know we're not going to be that presumptuous but certainly to be a better one mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. to try and be a bit more mindful and uh we started looking around our home you know like we at that time we had uh, we had purchased our first home and you know we we're like let's start as we mean to go on here from a recycling point of view, which is an easy starting point, all the way to like grocery shopping and then the baby himself, like what can we do better here? You know, mm-hmm. reusable nappies can be daunting for us because we got used to the whole disposable nappies and all. But like, should we give that a go and etc. And from there, things escalated. You know, I always joke that in between Thomas being born and then the second baby coming, you know, we became the weird friends. You know, when people would be like, what is that bum cream? And it's like, oh, it's a natural thing. And people are like, oh, okay. Um, But that's how we wanted to do. And I think it worked for us. Again, you have to do what works for you, right? So we don't have the Bible of how to do it. We don't know, like, we don't have the step-by-step. We just did what made sense for us and fit it, I suppose, in our own lifestyle. 
Um, when then I found myself pregnant with the second fella, I was like, you know what? Um, I know how to do this. Mm. You know, we've had a baby before. I, I'm pretty sure I can. Well, I'll keep this one alive and kicking. I'll be fine. <laughs> I had an idea. So at the time, I was working for a big online betting company, a group. I was director of customer experience there. I love, I love customer experience. Yeah. It's one of my big passions. And I was very, very happy in my role. But I was going on maternity leave for nine months or whatever it was. I don't remember. And um, I said, you know what? I, over the past, whatever it was, four years, we've struggled so hard, you know, finding sustainable products in one place. So a lot of inconsistent experiences with farmer markets and little shops, a lot of Amazon orders, which is not what you want when you're trying to live sustainably. So I said to my husband, I was like, look, I'm going to use maternity leave as a test for this business idea I have. And he's like, really? I was like, yeah. So, and then Reusey was it. You know, throughout the pregnancy, I would go home, I would open my laptop at night, you know, and be like, right, how are we going to do this? What mm. does that mean? Look for suppliers, you know, order a few sample products, setting up the business. So that entire process, again, was a solo process. Mm. And, you know, it's doable. Mm. You know, I wasn't aiming to become overnight green Amazon. Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. because obviously we're still not quite there yet. But I was, you know, taking my time, doing what felt right once again, and, you know, respecting my, I suppose, my limits as well. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And I mean, look, it's, it's funny because I recently have, I've talked on this podcast, I've talked about my desire to potentially have a baby on my own. And I've been thinking myself about, you know, how I'm going to sort of like uh, the products that I want to use. And, you know, I'm very much a, a person who's going to be like on Facebook Marketplace and speaking nice. to all friends and family who have kids. I, I really don't want to buy anything because I know how uh, sort of timely those things are and that you don't need to have lots of things, That's right? It. And I'm even sort of looking at my house and thinking, where would I put things for storage and how I don't want to have loads of plastic prep you know crap essentially mm -hmm. right for the toys so just even thinking that way um as you know is 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 really kind of opening my eyes to a whole new world of things and I think you're right like there you know when you start researching these things as you said you didn't have a bible you didn't have a step-by-step -step guide so for you to then go well if this did it doesn't exist like maybe I can do it on my own and yeah. this is you know this is really what this whole podcast is all about it's like looking at gaps and looking at areas of ways in which you can forge ahead not waiting for someone else to do it but for you to do it if you have an idea and I worked for mummy pages I was the CCO for mummy pages for many years and now obviously with Irish Country Magazine we have the Irish Maid Awards which you're one of our judges yeah, this year our like sustainability it. judge which is amazing but it's always so incredible to me for me to see the amount of businesses that come from mums on them returning to leave like it is just I mean as if they don't have enough on their plate already giving birth to another human welcoming a child into the world but then they have this idea and it often spawns from a like as I say a gap so they're looking for something that doesn't exist they see a need for something born and literally out of having a child yeah. um, and then they, they create a business out of it and you, we see it all of the time with all of the entries that come in with the Irish Made Awards and I saw it all the time with Mummy Pages the amount of new products that would be coming in um, so it to me it just seems like an incredible initiative that you decided to use your maternity leave you had a good job you're working for this big you know paddy power I think right yeah, I, was was big, I, yeah. I love the fact that you worked with so many Irish well-known Irish I, know. I don't know how that happened <laughs> I know um <clears throat> 
but then you 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 know you create reusy and uh being in the media industry i was hearing the word reusy a new word in my vocabulary mm. pop up like just time and time again it very quickly became something that people were talking about and utilizing you yeah. kind of really capitalized on a moment in time i think right yeah, yeah like the the website was launched five five days before Connor was born mm. or launched because that birth was a launch my god very quick uh traumatized much <laughs> <laughs> but um and you know from there I started really slowly I had maybe 30 products in the range my mom was here she was helping me obviously with with the birth and all you know welcoming Connor to the world and and she was helping me like you know creating sections in my spare room so these the kitchen stuff these the out and about stuff these the bathroom very funny and from there things happened you know I remember funnily enough and I, I won't know how I got in touch with the guys from a, an organization in Dalkey called No Single Use Plastic mm -hmm. Town so it's No Sub Town is the name mm -hmm. and the ladies there said look we're running a market in Dalkey Castle and it was literally like 17 days before he was born yeah. would you like to come in and I was like yeah and I said absolutely nothing about Connor I was like because I was afraid they would be like oh no absolutely don't worry next time yeah. and I was like no totally so I arrived there you know with a little carry-on luggage and all the products in set up very basic and I remember them looking at me and how are you I was like oh I just had a baby there two weeks ago and they're like what what are you doing here <laughs> and I was like oh sh I didn't want to miss on the opportunity you know and 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 there was the attitude to be honest Ariana like from day one I didn't want to miss out on the opportunity mm -hmm. I want this to I wanted to be able to communicate with people out there in a very relatable way so from very early you know I went on social media and I started talking and it's like I'm a mom like you you know this doesn't work for me but maybe this let's try using my baby that's so sad but like using him as a little prop <laughs> less test this like soap you know and so gentle look yeah. he's perfectly fine <laughs> but um they are all fine by the way um and you know like just very relatable very practical and I wanted that to be the face of Reusey like you know it's a relatable approach to sustainability which is a subject that can be daunting at times yeah. you know it's something that people will think that's either very scientific or it's for like the niche like equal warriors you know tree huggers as they say you know and it's ne neither nor you know it's for everybody mm -hmm. so it's I always say it's everybody's problem mm -hmm. or business mm -hmm. you know so we should all try and do better even if it is like you know carrying a coffee cup or a water bottle mm -hmm. or a reusable bag whatever it is you know uh, and and again not being very pushy on sales at all you know always saying look we're launching this thing here today but if you have something similar at home use what you have because it might not be for you mm -hmm. guess what this swap might not be for you so if that's that doesn't work with what you have at home absolutely do not upgrade mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so that was the approach and i think that's why it worked you know and uh, we've been up and running for over five years now wow um, so you never went back to oh Egypt? yeah oh, you know needless to say i never went back never went back i in parallel uh, with the launch and then kind of being born a few months later i went back to school i wanted to study you know seek formal education i didn't want to just learn from cute sustainability instagram posts Um, so i went back did a few courses which was brilliant gave me a great idea and you know great background did I and see that you had some Cambridge University? That come? was it, yeah. Yes. I did two of them, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, circular economy and then business sustainability management. Remotely, was that Remotely all? Remotely, because yeah. 
I had enough going yeah. on, as yeah. you can imagine. <laughs> and um, what I did then was, you know, I, I brought together what I had learned, just learned, and then obviously my corporate experience, like marketing comms, customer experience and all. And I started, you know, working for businesses, offering sustainable living, like workshops, lunch and learn sessions, but also advice and going in and helping them with strategy and all. Obviously, I have a very commercial eye. Mm. Yeah. So businesses are not necessarily afraid to talk to me. Mm. They don't, I'm not going in and saying, look, scrap that. Your business is not doing good, mm. you know, planet wise find something else no I can't do that obviously you know uh, so it's trying to find you know what works for each business and I've worked with incredible people all over you know small and big um, Irish businesses and beyond and you know it's it's become a big part of my day you know whilst I I still have Reezy and it's there it takes maybe 20% of my time mm. and the rest I'm working with different businesses and brands and whatnot mm. helping them out and I love that amazing yeah. and I mean look it just it sounds like you know you had so much going on you're already the mother of one you've got this baby come on board you're launching this business you're doing markets you're going to Cambridge and I can hear people being like you know you know there's a lot of sometimes negativity around working moms and mm. how are you doing all of this and looking after your, your child at the same time and yes if it was your husband who was saying all of that there would be probably zero kind of questioning about it you know if your husband was saying I had a child and I was working full-time and I was studying on, on the side they'd be like great well done zero yeah. So how have you have you come up against any of that kind of thing? Because your story is so entwined with launching a business when having a baby. I mean, yeah. that is literally why you did it and how it happened. I mean, has has that been something that you've had to come up against in any way? Have I watched? <laughs> um, so I always say to me, the most insulting question you can ask me is like, how do you manage to do it all? Yeah, yeah. Because I don't think that's a compliment. No. Yeah, it's, um, it's, I heard that before from a man actually, you know, like, wouldn't the boys miss their mommy? Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, no, you know, like we, we can do whatever we want. Exactly. Obviously, different things will happen for you if you have, you know, like uh, the, the right conditions to, to do, to put things in place. Luckily, I had a great support network, mm -hmm. aka Crash Minder, you know, mm -hmm. a support supportive partner, definitely, you know, uh, friends and family and all. But um, it wasn't easy. Mm. It's not like absolutely, you know, we do it because we feel like it's the right thing to do. And we don't do it because we don't think we can't yes. achieve. We do because we believe in ourselves. Yes. So, you know, I believe that, you know what, I can handle. I know how much sleep I need to get, mm. you know, from a... A doctor recommendation point of view but also real life what mm. i need in mm. my life i know i need to eat properly i need to move exercise whatever that looks like and i know i have a family like i'm not doing things and suddenly forgetting that i have mm. a family absolutely not as a matter of fact i'm doing that because i have a family yes because i want to leave a decent legacy behind yes you know i don't want to go through life just like what did you do Oh, yeah, a few bits of mouse and nothing major it's like no no i want to be able to get to my 90s please god and be like job done yeah. tick that box you know yeah. I want to have a lovely like you know tombstone saying yeah. like you know a tick, tick, she ticked all the boxes and I want to <laughs> have like my to-do list there with the little tick yeah but you know yeah um, no and I mean look it's it, uh, you know when you when you work because I work for myself primarily and when you work for yourself what I always say to people because people will say to me as well you know mm. even outside I was telling you about all the different things that I do and people are yeah. like what how do you do but what I always say is that when you work for yourself you have 168 hours of the week 
week, right? Versus the 38 hours of the week that people normally work when they work, say, a nine to five, That's okay? It. But we have 168. So there is a lot more time and freedom for you to be able to put, fit in the things that you want to do. But also when you work for yourself, you know what to say no to as well so you know what to say no to in order to say yes to other things right and that's a luxury that you have when you work for yourself so you not going back to full-time employment meant that you're probably able to be around your kids that little bit more obviously you're running a successful business as well of course and that you know you know takes up a huge amount of time but at the same time you're doing what's what's best for you and your family and I think you know one of the things that I would love this podcast to do is try to shake up some of those societal norms when it Mm -hmm. comes to how we should or shouldn't live our lives right and I think you see you know people out on the you know the rice fields in (laughs) in Asia and in Africa and you know and they're having babies and they're going back out and they're working and no one's necessarily questioning that because that is just how their life is and that is what needs to be done okay but like we don't have to live in a westernized society where the mother has to take you know nine months of maternity leave and they have to buy this particular product and this particular crib and this particular buggy and this particular everything to create this sort of like idea of what a mom and a baby should look like. Mm. It, it has to be so individual for everybody, I right? So careers are no longer linear, yeah. right? You know, I think the pandemic, if anything positive at all came out of that, is that, you know, we realized that working hours are formal working hours and, you know, office locations and all. Mm. this is all now very fluid. You know, um, I have my calendar basically schedules. I have my morning to work. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my afternoons I pick up my children bring them home you know chit chat homework like I want to be there for that Mm. and then my mid-afternoon to evening I'm working again they go to bed if I need Mm. I'll go back online again and that's fine Mm. you know it's my perfect storm yeah and I would say find your storm and go for it because it is possible absolutely you know like people I often hear you know oh the whole thing of how do you do it all instead how about we say wow you're amazing yeah Fair play. Yeah. That is great. Well, you are amazing, Pat. We are. And fair play. Mm. Um, no, and I agree. Look, and you know, th- like there are probably people listening to this who do work a nine to five, and you know, do have childcare, and and you know, and that that's what works for them, and that's how mm-hmm. their life is. You know, it's all about what it is that you love to do, that you're passionate about, and that you're living the best possible life for you and your family, if you have a family, or you yeah. on your own, if you're on your own, and it's about not judge, no 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 judgment, right? That's so, um, I think. It's incredible what you did uh, in terms of having a baby, starting a business, you know, re-educating yourself. We had um, we had Heather from Flower Pop on here talking oh, yeah, about her, her, you know, having her baby Cece. And, you know, I, I was saying her, how I loved seeing, you know, Cece swaddle mm-hmm. to her uh, while she was, you know, making those beautiful flowers back, you know, in the studio when Cece was a couple of weeks old. I mean, that's empowering for yeah. people to see. And it's empowering to hear your story about how, you know, you saw, uh, something that was hugely important and went about making a business about it um and reusing is important i mean i think it is important that as a society we start to become much more sustainably conscious of the products that we use so tell us about some of the the top sellers shall mm. we say on the website it's funny right um from the from day one i always said you know my ultimate goal here is to get big retailers to notice that sustainability is here mm. there's it's no longer a nice to have it's a must and uh so much so that you know they put me out of a job <laughs> aka 
you don't need niche shops anymore mm. to find sustainable stuff. You can just go anywhere and you will find that stuff. So big supermarkets and all of that, uh, all of those shops. Yeah. So, you know, I can see this happening already. And it's funny because I see some of our best sellers out there already. Mm. And I'm like, this is great. Mm. You know, mm. obviously, you know, from a commercial point of view, I'm like, Ooh, but like still, we have our clientele and we're very happy with, with them and everything. We work with Kilkenny Design. Mm. We are in nine of their, uh, eight of their locations. We're online with them as well. So it's been amazing to work with them. Uh, but I see like, you know, your personal care items, like your shampoo bars, your soap bars, you can see them appearing in many different places, which is amazing. Mm. I adore shampoo bars. I think they're a great invention. Um, you know, we're looking at period products that are reusable like your pants the underwear you're looking at the menstrual cups again and even like the plastic free you know disposable ones mm. amazing mm. this is fabulous from young age mm. you know i've had to have conversations with teenagers that mm. just got their period mm. the moms call 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 me or get in touch on social and they're like would you talk to my daughter and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a big moment. <laughs> but yeah, sure, let's talk. Like, so congratulations. <laughs> you know, that cringe conversation. But like, that's fine. And it's great that they are interested in learning, you know, um, what else do we have there? You're out and about, you know, your bottles, your cups, etc. They're always very much at the top mm -hmm. because, again, people are interested in just like, okay, I will do this properly. Mm -hmm. Let me get a nice bottle. And from there, there's no excuse. Yeah. So I'd say these are some of the, the big ones for us. But um, the whole point, again, right, it's to make it easy. So what I say to everybody before you even click on, like, you know, go to visit visit.e, you know, even before that, you know, look at your lifestyle, mm. you know, what is it where if you open your bin, what's in there, you know, where's that rubbish coming from? Is it your grocery shop? Mm. Is it, you know, plastic water bottles? Mm. Is it, you know, bathroom stuff, you know, like whatever is it kids stuff? What is it? And then try and figure it out, right. What can I do here to become a bit better? You know, maybe is to buy your produce completely package free. Mm. You know, some people still use those flimsy plastic bags. Mm. And I'm like, why? There's no need. Just mm. take the onions, put in your trolley, mm. bring to the counter. And that's that. Pay mm. for it. Mm. Ah, no, but they're going to be rolling everywhere, everywhere, you know, the little conveyor belts. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> Nobody cares about that. You know, it's just no plastic bags. Yeah. Maybe it's... But a, you have those lovely little net bags. You can the, use a reusable can, bag. Yeah. 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 Um, or else, like, you know, like, is it a is it a coffee cup sort of pro problem? You know, there's so many different coffee cups out there. But what I'm always saying is, do you have mugs at home? Mm. Everybody has a mug. Mm. Start carrying a mug everywhere. Mm. Leaving one in your car, in your work bag, in your backpack, whatever is gym bag. And try with that. If you feel like it's something you will do... Mm. You remember and you feel like, okay, I need something that's leak proof that will keep my coffee warm, you know, then maybe invest on a coffee cup, mm. you know, but first audit your lifestyle, mm. try and figure it out where the problem is coming from mm. and then use what you have to try and get yourself into that new habit. And then again, if, if it's stuck, if it's good, you know, look, I can do this. And if you feel like upgrading and getting yourself a lovely, you know, shopping bag or a coffee cup, we're here for you. Okay. But like certainly follow those steps. You know, mm. the idea is not to, 
you know, sell, sell, sell stuff completely mindlessly because then it would defeat the purpose of existing, yeah, yeah as yeah. a business for me anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, amazing. I think it is. And it is just those small steps. Uh, and I I know personally for myself, you know, I, I'm not, I will hold my hands up and say I'm not great. I'm, I'm you know, I often forget I was away at the weekend and I was in a, a, a pretty um, sort of, place where there's yoga and you know it was on the beautiful west of Ireland and all the food was sort of vegan and I remember walking towards the 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 communal area and I had like a plastic water bottle and I was like oh no I better not bring this in and I kind of immediately went back to my car and found my reusable uh, my reusable bottle and I used that then for the weekend to sort of top up you know Mm. but again even this morning I forgot my water you know so it's about just kind of these like constant reminders that we need to sort of change every day but Definitely, I find myself in the supermarket, you know, buying the products that are the, the vegetables that are loose there. And I think the more that we all start to do that, the more that the bigger organizations and the bigger corporations will start to follow suit. Um, and and you just you said earlier, mentioned funny about you sort of you were the weirdo parents. You know, mm-hmm. do you feel like that that is changing? Do you feel like that 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 now, yeah. you know, there's Big a time. Yeah, I feel like now we're the cool ones. <laughs> you know, yeah, Yay. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we're still weird, but amazing weird um <laughs> listen i i do think things have changed you since know like been, yeah. so much so that we have friends that have had baby scenes you know or kids are going to school and they're like pat you know is there such thing as you know a compostable i don't know like you know a, co- a book cover for your books yeah. or whatever what are you doing to cover the books or yeah. you know sandwich bags yeah. or bottle whatever it is. So now it's much easier to get through because it has become a cool thing. Yes. It has become much more mainstream. You know, I always joke that when I started, you know, looking into it properly and all I, you know, which was probably 10 years ago or so, um, I used to open the newspaper and magazines and you wouldn't have like a thoughtful shopper section or, you know, even news about the planet's burning, page 50. And you're like, wow, priorities, mm-hmm. huh? You know, so you it wouldn't be on Netflix, documentaries mm-hmm. and all. You know, now you can't escape it. It's everywhere. And I mean, look, in, in the magazine, I've been working with Irish Country Magazine for the past four years and it's really only in the last two years that we've introduced sustainability sections within. There so we go. have Joe Linhan, who's yeah, our columnist, amazing. who writes for us, but we also have a, a, the way we live now which is a section which offers advice on how to and we often uh, I think refer to Reusey in that and obviously you're coming on board now as our sustainability judge for our Irish Maid Awards because we introduced a new sustainability category mm. um, that we that we launched last year and it's sponsored by Ballyseedy um, Garden Centre which is fantastic to have that support but um, you can't necessarily you sort of can tick a box if you are an Irish Maid um, business that is very conscious of sustainability and you have to sort of talk about what you do within your business to ensure that that you can be included in that sustainability yeah. so I believe you have quite a lot of entries to <laughs> to go what? through which lots is fantastic of, lots of these little businesses and you know up and coming and all like they're born sustainable yeah because they have even before they launch their businesses they are watching world trends and all of that and they're like okay so packaging how do I do better here or sourcing the raw materials whatever that is you know from chocolate to cocoa butter or whatever it is Mm. you know coconut oil you know they are like okay this is important so it's amazing we deal with over 200 uh, suppliers in Rizzi right Mm. and uh, they are all vetted 
yeah, we are a nightmare to deal with in a good way mm-hmm. because we're drained to deal with <laughs> because we we run these supply chain audits. We don't want to work with anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to work with people who are doing good or mm-hmm. trying their best to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very important. So I'm looking forward actually mm-hmm. to judging it. Yeah. And talk to us about the power of one. So as I said, you know, mm-hmm. obviously with this podcast, this solo powered podcast, it's all about empowering people to do things on their own without the sort of need for feeling like that they need to have anyone else or any organization or anything to kind of back them up so the power of one really sort of fits in nicely with this premise so Mm -hmm. talk to us about that and that campaign specifically so the power of one um is basically these little life motto yeah so again going back to when i started reusing i was one yeah um by myself working in the evenings, creating a website, you know, very basic, very homemade. So again, alone, um, sourcing products by myself and all of that. And uh, I was like, but I still can make a difference and I will. I will launch this business and I know I'll make a difference. So it's literally all about one person, one day at a time, one better, one change, you know, one better planet. Um, With obviously a little caveat there that we are all at different stages of our lives we have different life circumstances being it financial being it social whatever it is yeah so whatever works for you might not work for me and vice versa and obviously respecting that unique boundary our unique boundaries and limits you know so it's being the best version of yourself of oneself Mm. I think that's that's what it is. You know, I'm always also saying that, you know, when we thrive, our planet thrives and we can't expect everybody to be able to even think of, you know, our planet if they are not thriving. You know, I always use real my hometown as the example. We have enormous like shanty towns, you know, and um, people really facing challenge conditions, I guess, challenging conditions and um these guys are trying to feed themselves, dress themselves, you know, keep to the bare minimum of that Maslow pyramid yeah, of basics, right? So how can you expect them to look after, you know, organic, look for organic food and, you know, look for, you know, super well-made clothing, etc. because they can't, they just can't. So till we are all in a better place, I suppose it's going to be a fight. And those with a bit more We'll have to do a bit more to make up for those who are still trying to catch up. And that that's how it should be, right? Mm-hmm. What I do see, Ariana, is a lot of disparity in there because I do see those with a lot at times not caring at all. Mm-hmm. And those with very little mm-hmm. doing everything they can. Mm-hmm. Because one, they can't, you know, have any food waste because mm-hmm. that would leave someone hungry at home. You know, two... They don't have that abundance of stuff, clothes and, you know, Mm. whatever, you know. Mm. So they have to use what they have to the very last Mm. thread. So, you know, which is huge, right? You're like, Jesus, you have so much. How come you're not doing more? Mm. You can do more. Be a bit more mindful. So I think we have a long way to go. And, uh, and I, but, but again, going back to the power of one, it's all about whatever, wherever you are in your journey with a lot, with a little, just trying that bit harder mm. i suppose to mm. be a better a better citizen or mm. human yeah it's so awful because you know you know organic vegetables organic growth, they should be plentiful they should be in mm. abundance for all like that that it, it's it's so horrible sometimes to think about sometimes the cheaper things are how 
less sustainable they are yeah. and then they're you know and yet the people who require them are in the majority because they're people who are probably versus that that one percenters of those people who are having such a bad impact on yeah. the on on the climate and all of that but it isn't a blame game i suppose it no, is just no. about making sure that we are all trying to do the best that we can with what we have available that's to us exactly but i think that's why reusey and you know the company that you started is is hugely helpful in that because it's a one-stop shop it's a place where people can kind of go and educate themselves and learn more and you know have people like you educating and using your experience and using your knowledge um in the way that you do uh with your with your column with Tatler magazine you you mentioned you're doing a limited series podcast tell us about that yeah so that's coming up um so basically i've been writing for Tatler for over a year now i have a column called consciously craving we're not talking about stuff we're talking consciously craving i suppose change Mm. yeah so whatever that is obviously i follow a calendar that Tatler shares with me every every whatever month or every quarter and um in there the idea is like to try and get people to think about those great things in life but put a different lens you know like looking through a sustainability lens and and then most recent more recently now I've been asked to turn the column into a podcast series Mm. and limited podcast series so we have eight episodes coming up Uh, it's called consciously craving of Mm -hmm. course and um, we're gonna basically talk about you know the most common topics and things that people want to know so food waste energy consumption fashion beauty you know we're talking about diversity the diversity episode I had goosebumps from start to end was fantastic you know things that you don't think about and it's so important Mm -hmm. you know mainly as you know suppose someone who's trying better from sustainability goes beyond the environment right we of, we often forget that so the whole idea of having that podcast series is to show look yes there is environment we're talking about energy we're talking about you know um the ocean and whatnot but we're also talking about extremely important topics like diversity you know or we're talking about slow leaving what does that mean people don't associate non-natural non-nature exposed topics with sustainability so mm. that's the idea is to try and showcase that look there's a lot more to it mm-hmm. amazing and when is that going to be launching Tina to be confirmed <laughs> but soon TBC. it's very very to soon. be found wherever you get your podcast yeah that's exactly <laughs> it, yeah but I will be making a lot of noise and okay. I'll share with you so you can yeah talk about that. brilliant that'd be great no yeah. it's exciting look I I I lap up Joe's column every issue I you know I try to learn more and I think it is just about an education and a willingness to be educated educated and a willingness to learn i'm this is a uh, charity shop dress mm-hmm. that i'm wearing today that same. i you know yeah same you know and fabulously you know these pretty dresses that i tried to make sure and i i loved uh, charity shop i've always loved charity uh, dress shopping i remember when i worked on, on castle street years ago when i was like 18 19 i remember going into the oxfam on um georgia street mm. and i remember buying a brown leather karen millen skirt for four euros that i <laughs> wore to death because i just loved it but at the time back then it was an embarrassing yes. thing it was something that was kind of like 
oh like ooh, you know why would you go into those kind of stuffy smelly kind of charity mm. shops and I used to sort of lie about it to people that I wouldn't but now I'm like this I bought this yeah, in a charity exactly. like this. you know I've always been a huge fan of it because I think it's great I think it's a lovely way of being able to a to give to charities but you know to find these unique pieces of clothing that have been pre-loved and and that have been broken in (laughs) I think and uh, they've become more comfortable so like that I mean it's it isn't always just about using the the bees wrap sandwich bag you know it's it's just about what things that you can do to make yourself be a little bit more sustainable um before we kind of wrap up would you have like maybe three top tips for anyone listening if they're thinking in terms of the power of one what are the what are three things that someone could potentially do to help them on that journey towards living more sustainably so very basic you know i'll go back to the audit your life audit Mm -hmm. you know just look around you know where's your waste coming from if it's food, why is that? Are you shopping too much? Are you cooking too much? You know, or are you a bad chef? <laughs> Maybe, who knows? But certainly look at that, you know, like that's a big one. Where's your waste coming from? And try and identify ways that you can do better. You know, I often say reuse is there. Yeah, we have we have a marketplace, you know, we are we are shop, but we're also there for advice. So people get in touch. You wouldn't have you would not imagine how many messages I get around I'm getting married. This is a massive topic, mm. weddings. Mm. You know, where do I find the secondhand dress? Where do I, you know, the, the most sustainable hotel, etc. So we're there for chats. If you have any questions, get in touch. Mm-hmm. Myself and the girls, we're 100% at your disposal. So that's one. The other, I would say food waste. It's a deeply unethical issue, right? Yet, you know, we have one in five kids in Ireland going to bed or school hungry every day, which is insane, mm. right? We're spending an average of 700, 700 euro every year in food waste. Imagine getting se- withdrawing 700 euro now from the ATM and ripping it. That's yeah. your food waste every year. Mm. That's insane. So shop less, but more often if you can. Be, I always joke, hashtag team trolley. no. You want to be hashtag team basket. Okay. You know, it's less, but more often. So okay. buy, at times we buy stuff thinking, you know, I'm going to be healthier this week. I'm going to cook more this week. And we end up going out for dinner, ordering, not feeling hungry, forgetting yeah. about it. And before you know, on Friday, you have a bag of mushy spinach at the bottom, yeah. you know, drawer. Everybody's guilty of that, mm. me included. Mm. So how do we do better at that? So food waste. Second, uh, the third one, I would certainly say, look at your fashion. I love that you brought that up. Mm. You know, like, again, a few years back, not even a decade ago, people would be like, oh, charity shop, I'm not so sure. Mm. Charity shops or charities are doing the best they can. They can, so Oxfam, you know, NCBI, to mention a few, they're doing incredible work in re- revamping their shopper experience. Mm. You know, a lot of them have vintage sections. Exactly. St. Vincent de Paul. Exactly. And, you know, it, I, I think as well, the, the, the area where their charity shop is, you know, it makes, it a, makes difference. a difference. Yeah. You know, shop around. Like, I've yeah. bought some incredible, made some incredible finds and like designer finds as well for go. so, so, so little. But even like I was in Carrick Macross, my in laws are from there the other day, and uh, I went into an NCBI. I got a pair of LK Bennett's like party shoes for four euros so much i was in so much shock that i asked the lady is it each four (laughs) euros and she's like no it's for the pair i was like are you sure now i'll give you a bit more she's like it's that's that's okay i was like i have a picture i was horrified in a good way um but you know fashion is a big one obviously you know in ireland oxfam they have released a research that every every half minute sorry every minute 
half a truck of textiles end up in landfill wow. in Ireland. In Ireland, could you imagine that? It's not normal, right? Mm. Like, why is that? So let's try and reassess our habits. You know, secondhand is so fun. Mm. I always say it's no longer thanks, honey, it's pennies or thanks, penny, <laughs> thanks, hon, whatever they say. Yeah. It's like, thanks, hon, it's secondhand. Yeah, You know, absolutely. this is fun. All it takes is for one person to break that awkwardness yeah. and say on a WhatsApp group, hey, girls, let's run a little swap event here at my house. You know, have a few drinkies and snacks. Definitely. Bring your bits. Let's swap. Fun. It, it's making it fun, no longer awkward. I was like, oh, this is a bit mank. It's not mank. Yeah. It's totally fine. Yeah. You know? And the same when, with the babies, you know, with the 100%. baby clothes, you know, just yeah. like kind of swapping things around and not yeah. being precious and the kids, you know, not, not needing to be in bloody designer wear or Absolutely. whatever. It's just making sure that you're using the community that's around you as well to try and, and share. Okay. So brilliant. So we're doing a, an audit. Uh, we're looking at what's our going into our bins. We are looking at food waste, seeing what we can do to be better there and we're looking at maybe fashion how we can maybe like dress a little bit more sustainably as well beautiful that's amazing where can people find you pat so you can find me at um, reusy.ie so on instagram or the website so reusy is r-e-u-z-i yeah it means reuse in esperanto yeah it's a universal language it's from the 70s blah blah blah. it it was a joke with my granny and then i have my own page there on instagram as well it's um i am pat kane k-a-n-e and then I have a website. If you are corporate looking for help, it's patkane.co. Okay. So that's us. Amazing. Yeah. And in Tatler as well. And yes. soon to be upcoming podcast. Yeah. Also, you'll find you in the Irish Maid Awards as that's well right. this year. So many, many places, which is fantastic. And thank you, Pat, for, for doing what you've done, for being such a, a fantastic, you know, advocate for how to live more sustainably, for bringing your knowledge to the shores of Ireland, to mm. Dublin, for, you know, being an inspiration for any potential. I was going to say working moms but there is no such thing there's just moms who 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 who, who, who work and who are powerful in what they do and passionate in what they do so um you are amazing and congratulations and thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing all of this with us today thank you for having me